<laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. It is 2022. So here is to a new me and definitely a new you. If you are here, then that means you've seen by now. I have transitioned my lovely blog, The Redo Lifestyle, over into the podcast world, honey. Yes. So welcome to the first episode of Hill Girl Energy, the podcast. My name is Teresa, but you can call me Re over here. Let's get into it. thought it would be a dope idea to start this first episode off with a little introduction. I am a firm believer that in order to truly connect with people, they gotta know your story. So I want to give you a little intro into who I am. If I had to give you a starting point, I would say I am definitely that kid that had talks too much on her report card. (laughs) I was imaginative talkative, super friendly, and very talented. Always the teacher's pet. And to sum it up, I practically lived in my own little world. I was raised by a single mother. I had a brother who was four years older than me, and I felt like I had a front row seat to watching a strong black woman do whatever she had to do to make sure that her kids never went without Shout out to my mama. But being raised by a hardworking woman definitely had a downside. I felt like I spent a lot of time by myself. And that was my first introduction to being in my head. My world was basically shaped by the things around me. The adults in my life, the kids in my life, whatever was on TV that I watched. I felt like I never really had an opportunity to develop my own sense of thought. And because of that, I allowed the thoughts and the opinions and feelings of everybody else affect the way that I saw myself. And that was the gateway to all of my self-issues throughout my childhood, my teenage years, even through adulthood. I battled low self-esteem, self-consciousness, and I know some of y'all listening like, what? Because you can't believe it, but honey, believe it. Any negative self-adjective there is out there, I've probably dealt with it. But don't cry for me, Argentina, because even in the midst of all of this self-deprecation, there was a faith inside of me that knew better was definitely on the other side. I just had to find the tools to get there. And even though that part of the story doesn't quite happen until around like 2019, I developed a keen ability to faith it until I made it. And that's high key how I faced every situation. So fast forward through my life and I developed a passion for music, singing and songwriting. I became a mother, graduated with my marketing degree, um, became a performing artist with a couple of albums under my belt. But I pretty much just learned how to coast through life, 
taking its ups and downs the best way I knew how. But I never shook the feeling that something better existed beyond just existing. And I even developed my own little motto that says, better is the mission. And if you know me personally, then you could testify that I'm always going to find a little optimism to throw your way. But sure enough, it's super easy to do that for somebody else. It was me that truly needed the convincing. It wasn't until the pandemic happened where we were literally on lockdown and faced with ourselves that I realized something had to give. And I set out on a quest, (laughs) a quest to finally find some tools that could help me get rid of all the things that I was carrying. And actually, it really was the end of 2018. I had decided to take a medical leave from work. And part of the requirements was that I join an outpatient therapy session. That's because my PCP was player hating but that's another subject for another time so I joined this therapy group session where I went two to three times a week and that was pretty much my introduction to talk therapy during that time I also found a therapist to have one-on-one sessions with the group sessions were cool but it really wasn't a place that I felt comfortable enough to really just unleash And unfortunately, neither was the one-on-one sessions. When people say that finding a therapist is like entering into a romantic relationship, they ain't lying. Sis and I did not gel whatsoever. It almost got to the point where we were looking at each other like Puffy and Old Boy on that competition show. It was like a stare down. I'm looking at her like, sis, are you going to help me or no? And she's looking at me like, no, she literally asked me, how do you want me to help you? Mm. Sorry to that therapist. Needless to say, that didn't work out. I booked no more appointments with her, nor did she check with me to see if I wanted another one. I think we pretty much agreed that it wasn't working out. Although it was a bit discouraging, I still didn't let it stop me from finding another therapist. I stumbled across a resource called TherapyForBlackGirls.com. Super amazing website. It allowed me to search for a therapist in my area and under my provider. So if you are looking for a black woman therapist, definitely take a look at that website on the site I was able to find my new therapist she had her website connected I was able to find her Facebook page and I'm super big on authenticity so of course I was super nosy checked out her profile and I liked what I saw from there I booked a consultation with her and she reached out to me super quick which was also another important part she didn't give me time to change my mind The appointment was completely virtual, which allowed me to join from the comfort of my own home, which I felt allowed me to just kind of feel a little bit more at ease with going into this new relationship. During the first appointment, and I hope I'm not giving away any game, but during the first appointment, she hit me with an assignment that asked me to write out a timeline of my life. And I'm thinking, 
okay that sounds easy enough but baby little did I know that assignment would change my life for the first time ever I sat with myself looking at my life on a piece of paper starting from the earliest of my memories from the age maybe three or four up until the point that I was starting therapy with her it was mind-blowing y'all I didn't know it then but that literally was the groundwork to begin the process of me seeing myself for the very first time my sessions began as weekly transition to twice a month now your girl is on her way to once a month and I am LOLing in my head because I swore I would never refer to myself as your girl but your girl been putting in some work I have learned how to dwell in this space of healed girl energy realness but I'm not going to skip to all of the good parts just yet because this has truly been a journey and as I mentioned in the beginning this is just a little introduction I felt it was super important to tell y'all where I started from just so you can understand where I'm at and where I'm going but I promise I am not going to leave you empty-handed I want to share with you all three major things that I have learned since I've been on this journey. The first thing that I faced was that I had a horrible relationship with myself. It is very hard to admit that publicly, but that is essentially what it was. The self-deprecation, the low self-esteem, the anxiety, the self-consciousness, all of that made me super unkind to me. It was a wake-up call that I needed to start repairing the relationship that I had with myself. The second thing I would say is I learned the benefits of talk therapy. And I know we say, well, I can talk to my mama or I can talk to my best friend, my sis, my good bro. But there is nothing that I would compare to having an unbiased person on the other end of you listening to your thoughts and feelings it really just creates a space that gives you the freedom to release and let me say this it is okay to go to therapy I don't care what you've heard about it or what you've been told about it in the past therapy works You are not crazy. You are not unable to manage yourself. It's just another tool and resource to help you be your best self. But let me stop preaching because that is not what I'm here to do. Uh, The last thing that I would say was an important part of my journey was acknowledging the fact that I actually had trauma. I suppose it was the timeline that first opened my eyes to see and recognize different events in my life that were actually trauma and giving a name to that experience. I also learned how I processed that trauma and how that trauma shaped my thoughts, shaped who I was, um, who I became. So child, 
when I say this has been a journey, this has truly been a journey. And I am so grateful to be in this space where I can finally begin to tell my story. I am a person that is big on doing nothing without intent or purpose. So throughout this podcast, I hope that you see pieces of yourself through me and my journey so that you can take away the things that I learned and that I share to help you on yours. Thank you for spending this time with me and allowing me to share a part of my testimony. I am appreciative of any time that I get to make a difference. If you would like to revisit some of my past blogs, you can do so by visiting my website at www.theredolifestyle.com or follow me on Instagram at redolifestyle. I would love to hear your thoughts and read your comments. So please, y'all, connect with me on any outlet that you see me on. I'd love to build and connect with you. And because I know that things like this can sometimes be a heavy topic, I wanted to close out with a bit of unpopular opinion. Leave the New Year's people alone. Yes, the people that say Happy New Year's. And here's why I think you should. The holiday is called New Year's Day, meaning the New Year's is possessive. So I just look at it as if people are saying Happy New Year's Day. Not New Year's as in multiple years, but Happy New Year's Day for the holiday. (laughs) If you agree or don't, still let me know. (laughs) Thank you again for listening. This is Re, and this is the first episode of Heal Girl Energy, the podcast. Y'all come back now, you hear? (laughs) Thank you.